This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 703, Three Reasons Not to Invest in an Index Fund, by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. And I am your host and narrator of the show. My name is Dan, and I'm here every weekday reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And before we get into Chris's post for today, I wanna ask if you have subscribed to our other four narration podcasts, where we cover personal development and productivity, health and fitness, business, relationships, and more. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show to find all of them. For now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Three Reasons Not to Invest in an Index Fund by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. I'm always amazed at how many personal finance blogs recommend investing in index funds. There was a recent post at Money Q&A where Hank asked 12 personal finance bloggers where they would recommend an investor put $1,000. Out of the 12 bloggers, one said individual stocks and the rest effectively said an index or mutual fund. Yes, I think an index fund is better than stuffing money under your mattress or having inflation eat away at it in a savings account, but a lot of people are missing out on the chance to build real wealth. Until 2006, I was an index investor. I only had a few thousand dollars back then and what I always read was to invest in index funds, so that's what I did. There are certain benefits to investing in an index fund. First, the fees are close to nothing because there's no management to do. For example, when you buy an S&P 500 index fund, which consists of the top 500 publicly traded companies in the US, I'm pretty sure a computer does all the work. Second, there's no work to do for the investor. You can rest assured you will own the top 500 stocks, period. Considering these two factors, for someone brand new to investing, it's a decent way to dip your toe in the water. Before I delve into why I think investing in individual stocks is a much, much better way to build wealth, I want to say that with investing, there's no black and white. But if you have the time, the curiosity, and the patience, you can succeed and beat index funds. I realized a while back there were three ways to reach my goal of financial independence. Start a successful company, inherit a large sum, or invest. I've never been interested in starting a company, and as far as I know, I'll never receive any inheritance. So yeah, investing. The reasons why I think investing in individual stocks is better than index funds are as follows. One, you get the lousy with the great. You don't wanna put money into an index fund that represents a cross-section of US businesses, some good, some average, some lousy. You want to find and buy shares in great companies with the potential to compound their earnings year after year. Patient shareholders like myself have witnessed this firsthand, and let me tell you, it's pretty cool. There's been rough patches, times I've seen my portfolio take huge hits, and there's a chart in this post to prove it. But I maintain my bullishness on stock investing over the long term. As you'll see if you take a look at the chart, even though I've had some of my businesses go through tough times, my portfolio is always trending up. Not all of my stocks will crush the S&P 500, the benchmark I use, but I think the majority will. Two, diversification, as you know it, is not good. I believe in diversification, but I believe in it across time, various economic conditions, and by buying shares at better multiples. I mainly invest in tech and restaurant and retail stocks because they are easy to understand for me. As I study them over time, I become more familiar with them. I can see what factors affect their share price and what factors affect their earnings, why their guidance changes, how many stores they are going to be able to build to know where they are in their growth cycle. You begin to see patterns. 
With this knowledge, I am able to exploit the short-term traders, selling on the news or after a weak quarter. I am a long-term investor, so I don't look short-term. I take the long view, and that means five years to a decade. A new investor may think that diversifying across industries will protect them from ignorance, and that's a great point. For example, if the retail sector falters because of high oil prices, by being invested in the energy sector, it will act as a counterbalance. High oil prices means energy stocks will be higher. You can get instant diversification with an index fund, but since 2000, funds haven't really done that well. The Fidelity Magellan flagship fund has underperformed the S&P 500 in that time. I always thought that the mutual fund companies preached diversifying with funds as a strategy to promote what they were selling. I think you can do just fine with a portfolio of 10 to 20 individual stocks and really crush the S&P 500. Three, sacrificing returns for perceived safety. Many investors never leave index funds because it's safe, but I think they take this too far. Randomly picking a few companies from various industries is no good either. Frankly, it's downright dangerous. Tech and restaurant and retail is very easy to understand and invest in. That's why I like them. They are predictable and their prospects are very visible. You do not have to have a lot of stock market skills to do well if you stick to easily understood industries like restaurants and you can value them based on the price to earnings or PE multiple. I have no idea how to value a biotech company or a semiconductor manufacturer, so I will never invest in one. But a restaurant? That's easy. The bulk of my portfolio is invested in these companies. Apple, Amazon, Chipotle, Coach, Google, Lululemon, Netflix, Priceline, Panera, Starbucks, and Whole Foods. All these companies are easy to understand. They have great leaders at the helm. They have visible growth prospects. They are killing the S&P 500 and are positioned to beat the S&P 500 in the long haul. With all that said, I hope you think about if index funds are the right fit for you. For some, they will be, and that's perfectly fine. You can shovel cash into them and effectively outsource the management of your investing. Your portfolio will grow. But if you have an interest in stocks and want the opportunity to crush the market over decades, I suggest investing in individual stocks. While it can be a little scary going it alone, think about signing up for a service like Motley Fool Stock Advisor where they offer stock suggestions and have forums for discussion. This is a really great path for new investors. Additionally, before you buy your first stock, read investing books. A good first one is One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. I think one of the reasons I have had a good experience investing in individual stocks is that I am genuinely interested in investing. It takes time to learn, and I will be learning about investing for the rest of my life, but I truly enjoy it. You just listened to the post titled Three Reasons Not to Invest in an Index Fund by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. And before we go today, if you haven't already, please do check out our other podcasts. We narrate a lot more blogs for you where we help you optimize your life. To find all of our shows, just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this and be sure to subscribe. And that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for being here and being a subscriber to the show. I will be back with you tomorrow where I'll have a post from J.L. Collins and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, 
come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.